If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started right now making your own podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Tabby. Welcome back to uh, Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Tabby. And I'm Mike. Follow us on our social media pages of Twitter at Happy Hour Show 3, Instagram at Happy Hour Podcast 3, and our Facebook page, Happy Hour Podcast. We're going to do a little continuation of our Shocktober episodes. <clears throat> and as we're in the witching hour now, to seem fit. It feels right that we tell some... Spooky stories. Some spooky stories from our own two personal uh, experiences. Uh, let's get into it. This is Happy Hour Podcast After Hours Part 2. What's Greeting. up, guys? What is going on to the podcasting world? want to give a, a quick shout-out uh, to all of our new listeners. You know who you are. Thank you all so much for making the show what, has, what it has become over the past couple of months. Uh, we couldn't have done it. We, could, we wouldn't be where we are without you. I uh, want to make a quick announcement. We will be soon in the very foreseeable future working on some merch that we uh hope you guys will enjoy uh, and purchase and purchase yes definitely help support us as we make our way through what we the do the foreseeable future for <laughs> happy hour podcast i want to give a quick shout out again to uh robert lott for when uh, he was on, he is our sitting at the number one spot for most downloads. Woo! And the very talented and legendary actor, stand-up comic. Uh, we just finished watching his uh, his movie. Amazing performance. Uh, Last House on 1972's uh, Wes Craven's directorial debut, Last House on the Left. Ugh, Mark Scheffler. So good. You were amazing in that movie. I cannot wait, and I really hope to meet you someday, sir. He he was so awesome. Uh, it was so cool to have him on the show. And uh, n uh, my brother, Nick Blackwell, thank you for being on the show. 
uh, all the guests we've had on the show for the past month, uh, while while you and Caleb were at your haunted house, your respected haunts, doing your thing there, uh, I had to kind of take the reins of the show and kind of run it myself. But we will be back Uh, and ready to rock. And we are planning something. Plans change, but at the at the moment, we are planning something cool for our very first season finale. More beer. I, I have a mug, my Indianapolis Colts frosty mug that holds... Full of a tall boy. Giant twist, uh, my big tweez, my big twisty boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this one's for Caleb, who mm-hmm. is uh, at his haunt right now, or probably just now on his way home. Yep, well, it's almost 3.30. So, uh, but, yeah. so tonight... We're going to, what are we going to talk about on the show? So we're going to dig into the other realm and our experiences with the other side. With the paranormal and supernatural. And. That we've had personally and solo. Physically. Soloed. That you've had, that I've had, and that we have shared in together in our and our time together. And I do want to give a shout out to my friend Zach, Zach Nord. Um, if it wasn't for him, this podcast wouldn't be happening. He actually asked me if there was any kind of supernatural activity that has happened or that I've experienced. Um, and I that's kind of why we did this right now at 3.30 in the morning <laughs> on a Friday. Saturday morning. Well, Saturday morning, technically. <laughs> and I know you've been up for almost 24 hours. Uh, I, I have been up for 23 hours and 20, a few minutes. 24 minutes. All right. No thanks to Lucy and Brienne, who tried to kick me out of bed. <laughs> Moments before my alarm went off yesterday. <laughs> you can thank them for that. Yeah, you just did. But they're asleep. Must must be nice. They get to sleep when we don't. So you what do we chunk. what do we want to jump into? Do we want to do ghosts? Do we want to do? I mean, I can start off interdimensional with... uh, humanoids, <laughs> UFOs. I am all about all of that. I have never had life. an experience with a UFO, but I haven't either. But I hope that one day I can go out. Because you know how I love to go out in the backyard and grill. I know. I would love to go out and look up into the sky, and I would love to see a uh, a UFO hovering above the city of Louisville. I don't want it to abduct. I don't want to be abducted, <laughs> but I I would love to experience the other side of what we know as this reality. Be it. Uh, for those of you that don't know about the uh, the Men in Black, not the movie with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, but the real Men in Black. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> um, we can always start with okay. So my first experience with the paranormal was um, I think I was like sixteen or seventeen years old. Um. And to set the picture for you guys, my house that I grew up in was an old, almost like a a farm or a ranch style house is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my bedroom was pretty much a straight shot from where I was sleeping, 
down the hallway, through the kitchen, to the back door and the laundry room. The back door was in the laundry room. Um, now, side note for you guys to think about. My grandfather passed away from a... So, he worked at a a place where they would take dead bombs and, and... He was in the Marine Corps. He was. He was a corporal. Um, so, think of MASH and Radar. That's where... That's kind of who he was. He was Radar. Um, and when he got sent back to the States, he worked for a company in Jasper, Indiana, where he would... They would deactivate dud bombs. This man found out that his wife had been cheating on him with his best friend, and he was so mad that he hit one of the quotes, I'm throwing quotes up right now, dead bombs, he hit it with a hammer. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, when he hit it, there was an explosion. And, um, it pretty much cleared a couple blocks. So my grandfather passed away when my father was 12. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know really who he looked like unless I seen pictures. So, um, when I was, I want to say 16 or 17 years old, um, which was 20 plus years ago, um, I was laying in my bed and all of a sudden I had this feeling to just wake up in the middle of the night and I looked up and probably 10, 12 feet away from my bed in the middle of the hallway, I thought I seen my dad and I kept saying, dad, dad, is that you? And he never answered. He just kept looking at me. But it wasn't an angry look. It was more of a... Can you describe the, his uh, his eyes? What they looked like or what they gave the feeling? What they looked like. Was it like a... like a Was there like a light in them? They... Like two okay. like little mini they, like flashlights? No. Or did no, it look it like... Was, it like was, he was physically standing there. It was it, no, it was like a physical human. Like it felt like my dad was standing there looking at me, but a younger version of my dad, of my father. Clint. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> my cousin Clint is the epitome they, of They are they are literally mirror images. Again, where I am the mirror image of my grandmother. Yeah, and your aunt and my aunt, but I am the mirror image of my grandmother where he is the mirror image of my grandfather. Mm -hmm. But it looked almost like my dad. And, and I couldn't make it out, but I it know wasn't a lot angry of our, eyes. A lot of our listeners don't know, but Clint, <coughs> Clint is your cousin on your father's side. He is my dad's twin sister's eldest son. Yes. So Wait, Clint's older than Ethan? Yes, by two years. Holy... They're all two years... There, There's... Okay. I guess because so, Ethan's taller, I always pictured him as... <laughs> Ethan is the, a giant. The elder. Mm -mm. So Clint is older than Ethan. Mm -hmm. We have been married 12 years, and this is new information to me. Really? Yeah. 
because it, I always thought Ethan was no. the eldest of the two mm-hmm. of of the boys because I know Elizabeth is the eldest of the four children. Right. But so is it? It's Elizabeth, Clint, Ethan, Tess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it was Miranda. Twelve years that Miranda, we have been wed, and I want to say seventy-eight or seventy-nine. Twelve years that we have been wed, and this is new information to me. <laughs> <laughs> As they say, folks, even in any marriage, there are no secrets. (laughs) (laughs) But it's Miranda, and then it's Elizabeth, which was, Miranda was 78 or 79. Mm -hmm. Of course. Then Elizabeth in 80, and then Aunt Kathy and Aunt Lynn were pregnant at the Mm -hmm. same time with... And of course, Sarah's the baby. Right. But that's of the siblings. Right. This is the cousins. Of course. Then it's... um, Clint and Kelly, no, Kelly and Elizabeth were the same year. Elizabeth was born in April. Kelly was born in October. Then a year and a half later, Clint was born. There was no other kids. Then it was me and Ethan. This is the Rayleigh family tree. Here we go. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> me and Ethan are, I've, I always said that we were twins. You, oh, God, Because yes. Ethan is the opposite. Though he... He beats you by at least 12 feet in height because he is <laughs> the gentle giant he is. <laughs> Honestly, you, you, that's you and where Ethan Gunner, are. No, that's where Gunner's going to take everything. I hope, I hope that Gunner is not the same height as Ethan. <laughs> I, because being five foot seven, for those of you that yeah, don't know, he's a me, gentle giant, though. Gunner is. I had look. I had a hard time hugging Hunter last week, mm-hmm. and he's a freshman in high school, mm-hmm. and we're the same height. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm the I haven't grown since I was Hunter's age, <laughs> <laughs> and knowing that Gunner could potentially be I mean Gunner seven comes up foot, to our chest, yeah. And he's seven years old, and he's he nineties or a hundred pounds. He is in the second grade, and he's huge. He is a he is. <laughs> But that's just the males on my side of the family is the males are that tall. That fears me because... Unless you're Ricky because Ricky is a short shit. I take great offense to that because Ricky and I <laughs> are, the, are the same height. <laughs> so anyway, back to the story. It looked like dad. So I looked in the middle of the hallway. Now, mind you guys, again, straight shot. Bedroom, hallway, kitchen, laundry room, back door, in in the laundry room area. I kept saying, Dad, 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 is that you? Dad, is that you? Dad. And he would not answer me. But it was not an angry presence. So, (coughs) as I keep saying this, I'm like, why, why don't you notice me? Why don't you respond to what i'm saying to now, you now where was jason all of this was he just asleep yes he was so he, he was, was asleep he in was, the other bed jace was oblivious to because this whole thing. we un- unfortunately we had to share a room but that's because of the financial status of where our family was at that time right of course and so he was in his bed on the other side of the room but the way we had the layout going is and he I was, had... Jace was sound asleep, right? Oh, he was dead asleep. Okay. He was dead asleep. Of course, I'm a junior or senior in high school, and he's a freshman, sophomore. So I'm staying up writing papers, doing reports and things like that. 
And he's like, oh, I'm a freshman. I could do whatever I want to do. Fucking freshman, I swear to God. <laughs> so, now, the hallway to the the laundry room is probably a good 20 feet. 20 it's a straight shot. Feet. It's a straight shot from it that is, room. It is, but it's a long way. It is. So, like, as he is walking. But it's a direct line. Every, like, three to four feet, he stops and looks back and smiles. Keeps going. And I am, like, the whole time going, Dad. Dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. What's going on? Hey, Dad. What's going on? And he looks at me and smiles real big with these loving fucking eyes as to say, I don't know you. But I love you. But I love you. He knew it was you. It, you and, and he touched... The back door knob. And he walked out the back door? No. He touched the back door knob and I blinked. And he was gone? And he was gone. So. I don't know my grandfather. I have never met him. But what, okay, so what I'm taking from this is your, your grandfather, Papa Mm -hmm. Mick. Papa Mick. He, though he, it was 1968 when he passed away. Oh. I believe that's. Wait, I have to do the math. Where's my phone? Your uh, dad told me about this a lot. I, I'm pretty familiar with with Papa Mick because uh, he's a man that your father looked 68, up to. 68. He's you're a fa- right. He's a father. He's a man that your father looked up to greatly. Took inspiration from. He he learned how to be a father through him, as as any man in does. The, in the twelve years he had, with he got him. to know him. Yes, or not to. He got to know him. Got to know him. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize for my grammar. Uh, but and now, knowing what you know about Papa Mick, mm-hmm. if he were still with us today, mm-hmm. what do you think your relationship would be with him? Would you think you would be you would be grandpa's baby girl? I would be grandpa's girl. Attached at the hip, you guys Absolutely. growing up. He always said, Where's my baby girl? Absolutely. Tabitha. Absolutely. Me and we're gonna go do some shit together. We're gonna uh, go we would go hunting. We, we would, would go you think to you a would... <laughs> boxing match. I'm go... pretty sure we would both throw hands. I feel like if Papa Mick were still with us today, mm-hmm. even right here, right now, mm-hmm. you would not hate ice cream. Because what grandparent does not love to take their grandchild out for ice cream? I would make him give me... And he would spoil you rotten. I know he would. To the, because, I mean, of course, you know, and he would love Jace equally as much as he loves you. But, but it wasn't you the... are his granddaughter. And the relationship between a grandfather and his granddaughter But it is, wasn't a smile unique. of... Hey, this is me. It he, was more of a smile of, I'm proud of you. And that's what it reverts back to I'm, me as as I, just an in-law. Is when he looked at you, he said, I've been here this whole time. Mm-hmm. I've been watching you. Yep. And I am proud of the woman that you are becoming. Even though I was and 16, 17 years old. Exactly. But the, the feeling, like the vibe, the aura that was coming off of him was, it was the, the, I felt yellow, like yellow vibes of happy and, and like excited and like, 
I Did finally you... got to see you, and I am so proud <coughs> of you kind of feeling off of him. At... But he touched the fucking back doorknob. He touched the doorknob. I blinked, and he was gone. blink real fast. Like, guys, if you're listening to this, like, blink real quick. Blink, gone. Gone. There was nothing there. At at what point in this encounter did you realize, hey, this isn't Dad. This is Papa Mick. Uh, I didn't realize until the next night. Now, mind you, this is so. This is so. It was like a, a whole holy shit. This was that was sixty eight. That was that wasn't Dad. That was Papa Mick. It was it was the next day when you woke up, or um, it was. Two thousand three. Because mm-hmm. you said you were a senior in high school, so and well, no, I was a senior in high school in two thousand four. So yeah, it would have, for you it would have been. It 05. was. It was actually thirty five years from the day he he passed. Well, it was the day before he passed. So, so almost, I was seventeen. I was a. Okay. I was a, uh, probably a senior. Because there's he, a year. There's a year between us. But I, I was yeah. 19 in 2004 when I graduated high school. It was 2003 school. when this happened. I so, was 17. Yeah. Because it was the 35th anniversary of his death. And so what was really weird about it is I gave my dad something I got from like like um, um, some sort of like event that I went to. <coughs> Excuse me. And it had like, it was flashy lights and like you had to push a button to turn it on. But during that week leading up to the date of his death, like weird things were happening. Like the, the bracelet or watch or something that I gave to my father, it was blinking in the middle of the night. Now, my mom worked second shift at Target, so she wouldn't come home until, like, 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. And one morning, I I was writing a paper. All the lights were out except the light in the living room where I was typing up a paper for work. It was overhead lamp, wasn't it? No, it up. was just the lamp sitting next to the computer. But you know the one I'm talking about. The I know that one, but so we you didn't guys have that. Okay, so when that I was, was a kid. That's okay. that's here that came within the later. past okay. ten years. I I apologize. But there no, there was there was a light sitting in the computer desk, so it was just me, the light in the computer desk, and the computer light. So I got up to go to the bathroom before my mom got home from work, and the bedroom light to where my dad was was turned on, and the blinky light bracelet necklace I think it was a bracelet thing it was a heart and it was turned on and it was blinking but it was right next to my grandfather's picture and I figured that the light blinking next to his picture was like hey it's me and I turned the bedroom light on to look at my son because I wanted to see him and I remember asking (coughs) my dad at that point I said, did you leave your bedroom light on? He said, no. I said, well, it was on at like 12 o'clock at night before mom got home from work. And he said, he he was like, well, no, all the lights were off except the light in the living room. 
because you were doing your homework. And so I kind of took that as my grandfather on the 35th anniversary of his death that he wanted to see his firstborn son. And I mean, literally within 24 hours, maybe a little more of him showing himself to me as, like I said before, I've, I've never seen my grandfather before because he yeah. passed away when my dad was 12 and knowing that. What face did you see when, when you saw the entity of Papa Mac standing at the back when he turned and looked at you and smiled? You know the picture that my dad has on his nightstand. Is it that close up where it looks like Clint? The close up with the marine. He's um, and he's got the hat. Yeah, no hat, no hat. But you know the picture I'm talking about. But the one on his nightstand. Well, no, you know the picture I'm talking about where it looks like it's a picture of like a close up photo of Clint. It looks like. Fucking Clint. You know the you know the photo I'm talking the about. The one next to his nightstand. He yeah. doesn't have a hat. Yeah. He has no, dark I'm, hair. I'm talking about the one where he's wearing the hat. That's the picture mm-hmm. I'm talking that about. Is, okay. No, that is not what I've seen. I seen him in a t shirt and like baggy I don't I don't really know his clothes. I know it was like a a white a white shirt, like from the fifties. Like or just 60s. A, a plain white t shirt. Like a plain white t shirt, but that's right. all I remember. Popular because I was drawn from... to his eyes and his face as he smiled at me every couple of steps he took. Like, if you stepped down a hallway and looked back at, like, what you were looking at in the next room. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, that's cool. And then you took a couple more steps and you stopped and you looked back and you were like, okay, that's really cool. And then you took a couple more steps and you looked back and you're like... God damn, that's beautiful. Yeah. And then you took a couple more steps and you were like, okay, I'm super fucking proud of this. Like, (laughs) I felt, I felt, it wasn't scary. At first it was scary because I didn't know what was happening. And then I was like, wait, dad, dad, wait, dad. And he didn't answer when I said dad. And when he looked at me the last time before he touched the doorknob, and to this day, to this day, I have never seen him. I've never felt him. I've never talked to him. Ever. I feel like all he wanted to do, and I I do feel like uh, before you awoke, when he went to look at Dad, he came in to see you and Jace. No, he he did that after he looked at us. But he wanted to to see you and Jace. Mm -hmm. He wanted to see his grandchildren. Yep. His eldest yep. grandchildren. I don't know if he's... If this because is, it was literally right outside of my bedroom well, door. I don't know if this has happened with Ethan, Clint, and Elizabeth. I don't know. They've never talked to me about this before. Yeah. But I know he... But... He, I think... I feel like with this, he wanted to He wanted to meet his grandchildren. He did. And at the time, that was... there. You and Jace were there... But they probably and aren't I feel like the way maybe before before you awoke, he he came into the room and saw you. And well, see, that's why I and think then he turned the light on with Dad. Is he wanted to see Dad? Turning the light on thing was mm-hmm. not only a way to see Dad, but also a way to wake one of you up, so you would know. Hey, I wanted to stop. It was his way of saying, "Hey, I just wanted to drop by. I wanted you to know that I'm here." Right. I want. I saw you. Now I want you to see me. Exactly. Exactly. I and want you to know that I love you. 
and I'm proud of you. But that's the and, eyes. That's yeah. the feeling. That's the aura. That's the energy and that was coming off of him. It wasn't scary. It wasn't fearful. His his way of seeing uh, his grandchildren was yes. that's what he needed to do because you haven't seen him since was that's what he needed to do to cross over. Mm-hmm. It could have and been. And that's, that's why you haven't seen him since. It could have because been. Because before for him to cross over, he needed to know his grandchildren. It could have he been. wanted to see his kids. It could have been. Uh, he wanted to see dad and Lynn and Kathy, Kathy and, Sarah and Sarah and Steve and Steve, even Steve one last time. And then he wanted to see his grandchildren. Of course. At least just say, hey, there they are. Mm-hmm. I've seen them. But because of the powers that I have. And now I'm going to go and his touching the door and vanishing was his his exit into the next right. realm. I know that sounds weird to a lot of people out there, and I apologize, but (laughs) believing in the paranormal the way that we do, and a lot of people do, this is just... But how much we've gone through, though. What we've we've seen firsthand, I know we have have no video or photo evidence of this. This is just our... This is what our eyes saw. Exactly. Believe it if you want to, or don't. I don't give a shit. But I We're think just telling it our was stories. the fact that, again, it wasn't anger, it wasn't hatred, it wasn't anything but kindness, and I'm proud of you. Like, that's what I got from him, of, you're beautiful, you're wonderful, you're fantastic, I'm proud of you. As he was walking away, but every couple of feet he would stop and look back. He and just... I thought that he thought... I don't want to stop looking because I'm proud of you. Because once, you're beautiful. Because, because once I cross through this door, that's my ticket to again. the other side. And I just... I, Sewing up loose ends. I want to I wanna just... I want to look... These are my grandkids. One more time. This is Tabitha and Jace. These are my grandbabies. Mm-hmm. And I just... This is the only time I'm going to see them from... And uh, I just... I want to really soak in this moment. Even again. though even though I died, you know, X number of years ago, I'm I'm here now mm-hmm. and I just I want them to know that I love them. God and that damn, he looked like Clint. If they oh need me, God. I'm here. My god, he looked like Clint. It it no, was my dad he, and Clint put into one. He he didn't look like Clint. He, he does. He does look, look like, like Clint. Clint. Well, Clint looks like him. Yeah. Cuz Clint came later. God, but it, so that was it was it was a it was an experience and it and it opened the doors to my my takeaway from this for stories. you my takeaway from this for you is you did get to see your granddad I did I did and even if none of his other grandchildren did at least he crossed over knowing that at least one of his grandkids got to see him exactly before he had to leave whatever reality he was in and cross over into to the, the next, next. One. Yeah. right and right. that's to me that's beautiful and i'm waiting for the day that i get to see my grandmother i remember her very faintly because no. i was you were just a 3 Two, three years old when she passed away. I believe you said that Jace was like 
he was jace was just born i think jace was crawling when she passed because she she died in 88 wasn't it or was Uh, it 89 89 or 90 89 i think so so jace was was, like a half year three jace was a year if jace was like coming up on his first birthday all of the cousins were practically born at this point except for jennifer and jennifer maybe tessa ricky because Ricky. Ricky and Jace are kind of in the same age bracket, no. aren't they? Ricky is eleven months younger than Jace. So I mean, well, to a point, they're kind of in the same age bracket. Adrian was born in April. Jace was born in July, and Tessa was born in. Really, the November. only one that wasn't there was Jennifer. Jennifer. Right. Everyone, you. But Elizabeth, I am waiting for the day Ethan. that Nana Phyllis drops in and is like, "What's up, bitches?" Because I, that's her. I hope that that happens in this house because I would love to share a glass of wine. With, <laughs> and I fuck that she would be like scotch on the rocks. No, she might look. I've got my afterlife bottle opener. We're just gonna crack some. <laughs> we're gonna crack some beers. We're gonna. You know what? Look, According to my father, I have, I have my I heavenly. I have a heavenly. This is a golden edition twisted tea that doesn't exist. <laughs> fuck a twisted tea on that one. She would Whoa. go for the hard shit. I am highly offended by what Give you said. Give me a Salem menthol. We, we are trying to gain a sponsorship through twisted tea, so your comment <laughs> is is highly offensive. But at the same time, though, is that she would smoke Salem's and she, she, she is, would drink... I don't know what she would drink, but I feel like she would be Here's, a bourbon or vodka no, drinker. No, she is a paranormal entity if it was a genie and you'd have three wishes. Well, not three wishes, but she would say, what is what is your wish? And you get one and I'll be like... Uh, I would be naked all the time because according to her, I'm her naked little jaybird. Hey, I got no problems there. That, <laughs> that was the last memory I have of her is in her apartment in uh, Montgomery, Indiana... I was running down... Okay, so I, I'm i surprised I remember this being two years old. She gave me a bath. I jumped out of the bath. I was dripping wet and, and screaming like... And she said, get back here, you naked little jaybird. And that's I, uh, all I remember. I, uh, I remember uh, your dad showing me photos of her. And what a beautiful attractive woman she was not trying to be creepy but she was she what a beautiful beautiful woman she was and i would love to share a beer with her on that note we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back after these messages well this message from our sponsor at anchor we'll be right back all right folks uh hope you enjoyed your brief break from us rambling uh, now the rambling continues. Uh, <laughs> I am going to now share, <coughs> pardon me, uh, my paranormal experience. Uh, it was January 1998. Um, I'm going to say it was either the 18th or 23rd. It was a very, I don't, I don't know this, uh, specific date. So bear with me on that. Uh, I apologize. Um, it was... I think at this point we're old enough to not know a specific date. 
Well, and there has been a lot of alcohol. Well, I, there's been quite a lot of alcohol. I'm drinking the uh, America's favorite Twisty Boys, uh, the Twisted Tea, half and half, my personal fave. <laughs> and my darling, what are you drinking on tonight? White Claw number three pack. The variety pack number three? Yep. What are you uh, cracking open right now? Which one's um, that? Unfortunately, the mango because Ugh. it tastes like cat piss. Real quick before we get into this, I want to throw a top three your way. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay, quick. Top three 80s movies. Starting at number three, going to number one. Oh, God, you can't do that right now. There's so many because I love the 80s. I know. Um. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then whatever you say, I will tell you mine. No, you which, can't do this. No, you go first. Which is, no, I need no, you No, I can't. Because mine is the actual, what, what people actually like. And then, <laughs> I'm kidding. My top three... 80s movies are as follows. At number three, we have St. Elmo's Fire. All right, hurry up. With, Let's with go. Rob Lowe. There's too many. I can't. Num- I cannot. Number two is The Breakfast Club. And then sitting at number one is E.T. Oh, uh, God, I hate you. I'm surprised you didn't say Superman. Uh, that was 1978. Uh, Superman 2? No. Okay. Um, God, there's so many good Super, ones. Superman 2. Jesus, Superman, I hate you. Superman 2 is so great that it doesn't belong on a top 10 anything, <laughs> or on a top 3 anything, because it is its own okay, standalone just greatness. because these are the top 3, because I googled it, because there's so many good ones, um, would be Friday the 13th. Which one? Because first almost one, all because of it them was the came, 80s. The first eight came out in the 80s. I know. Um, <laughs> the Fog and Prom Night. I really like Prom Night and The Fog. So all horror movies. I really do. And then, oh my God, there's so many, but those three like stick out right now. Okay, that's fair. No, because that's, I'm in, I'm in the zone. There's your top ten, your top three lists, and then there's what the actual one is, which is mine. <laughs> that is Happy Hour Podcast uh, approved. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, 1998. Nin- January 1998. It was either the 18th or the 23rd. Now, if uh, it was the 23rd, w- that's kind of weird. The 18th is Ethan's birthday. The 23rd is Gunner's. It, but it is. Continue. Um, now, I know on uh, on the Happy Hour podcast archives, you can listen to this exact story on Real Life Ghost Stories episode. I believe it was episode 10. Um, but for our new listeners, I will tell it again, uh, the dates. It was, uh, my grandparents' best friend, Thomas Heyer. He had passed away, uh, due to natural causes, of course. And, uh, we went to his funeral and he was cremated. Uh, beautiful service, uh, shared memories and whatnot, uh, Afterwards, my my parents, my grandparents, my sister, and myself, we went back to his house, which my grandpa he had left to them in his will. So, now it was my uh, my grandparents' house. Now we went into his room, and uh, I had the chore of cleaning out one of the closets in his room, 
and as I'm going through uh, some of his stuff, clothes, photos, possessions, and whatnot, I uh, I hear this rocking. You know the sound of a rocking chair going oh, yeah. back and forth. Oh God, yes. That creak, and he had one. He had one in his room. So I'm like, what is that noise? Not really paying much attention to it, but I'm like looking around. Not really looking around, but kind of like not paying attention to what's going on behind me. I'm like, what is that? Eh, screw it. Now, now, mind you, I was only 13 or going on 13 at the time. I was late 12. My my 13th birthday was coming up. Uh, so I was mature enough to... I wasn't a kid. Right. Per se. Um, so I go back to looking through boxes of stuff that were in his closet... Uh, trying to figure out, you know, what wanted to be kept, what wanted to be donated, and so forth and so on. And that creaking noise started up again. And I'm like, what is that? So I turn around and I look behind me, and there he is, a full-body apparition. apparition. Now, mind you, this is about 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, That's so the sun odd. was out. It was daylight. That's odd, but It okay. wasn't nighttime. That it, means he had something to tell you if he's in daylight. Well, I just, I remember turning around and seeing him sitting there. He was smiling at me. It wasn't a creepy smile. It was like a a friendly, hey, how you doing? Smile. Like, hey, I know you. What's up, buddy? Yeah, and, and we, we knew each other very well. He had known me since I was... Knee-high to a grasshopper? More or less. <laughs> and, uh... But knowing that, like, a few hours prior to this encounter, we were at your funeral, man. Right. You, you shouldn't be here. Right. And uh, it, it scared the shit out of me. And I remember I just fell back into the closet like, oh, my God, what is this? What's happening right now? And he's just sitting there in his chair. Rocking back and forth. Mm -mm. And he was probably about six feet from me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a big house. It was a right. very small house. On the south end of Memphis, Tennessee. Not not a great neighborhood. And his 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 bedroom was really small, but like I said, he was about just mere feet from me. Mm -hmm. I could have I could have reached out and been close to, oh, yeah. to almost, almost touched him because I was still small. I'm small now. Uh, but, and he, uh, he looked at me and just, he waved, smiled, and like a fog just kind of vanished. Not really like poof, but like. Kind of well, like releasing like, vape. Like a wind kind of like blew mm -hmm. him away. Weird. It's a short tale. Um, I have told it a lot before, like I said, uh, and you can go back to episode 10 in the archives and look at this. Listen to this. I told this story earlier on in uh, the ghost, uh, ghost Stories episode, real life ghost stories, and I talked about it, but I wanted to share it again for our new listeners that we have. Um, so the next one I remember is going to the Gars Lane Project. I, I figured you would say that, but I was going to also say Rankin, the pantry door. Oh, the pantry door, but that's... That, that we'll do that one next. Later, Let's... yep. 
Teaser. So with the teaser. teaser. <laughs> so with the Gars Lane project is we did um we went to a house off of Gars Lane. It had three transformers surrounding the house. And with this is the paranormal team that we were on, PSI, they um they they had a psychic medium, a team leader, a co-team leader, um, a couple of us that went in, and we went to investigate and see if the rumors were true. Well, one of the, um, two of the investigators were on the first floor, two were on the bottom, then we kind of, like, flip-flopped. But I had to take one of our colleagues to work. So I left and everybody got to explore this house. Now, with this house, they had like a normal house or first floor. Then they had like a second floor and kind of like um, kitchen, pantry type area. And then they had a basement. So it's kind of like almost like two and a half floors, maybe three floors. Now, on the bottom floor, they had, like, again, like, the basement area and then, like, a um, closet area. And there was a door that had, like, locks or something on it to where no one can get through. And when I came back, they said, the medium said, I want to see what Tabby has to say about it. So... They took me down to the basement. That was a weird place. That was very weird. The first floor, we couldn't get anything. Like, we tried. I know Michael told us that he and Troy and all of them tried for a while. I I mean, I drove like 30, 35 minutes to the job site to take our friend to his job and came <coughs> back. So it was an hour and a half, almost two hours before I got back. So, when we went down, when I went down into the basement, they gave me a hand recorder and said, let's go. At this point, I'm new to the game. I don't know my abilities. And I was like, okay, let's go. So, the recorder in hand and video cameras, at least two around me. I was asking questions. The first 20 minutes, there was really nothing. In the last 25 to 30 minutes, it became more present that he was there. And we call him he um, because it was a masculine presence. Very. Um, very. Very dominating presence. Me and Troy saw it. And. And it was a. It was a beefy guy. Yes. Muscular. Yes. Very, very intimidating. Very intimidating. I'm going to say about 6'2", six, 6'3"-ish six, in height. Oh, yeah. three about which, which is about how big Troy was in height. Right. About the same. But this guy was, like, muscle. Oh, man. Like, and going into that, that room in the dark, a door. Now, picture going into a bathroom. No wall, or no walls. <laughs> No windows, but one door in, one door out. And it was very tight. So we had a videographer on one side 
me with the recorder in my hand. And I kept asking questions. And he and wouldn't I was, bite. I was lead investigator on this one. Because mm. I, I, I had to do the interview. Right. But when I got the recorder, they said, I want you to do it. We want you to do it. Yeah. So I went down there. And I kept asking questions. Nothing would bite. And then about 20 minutes in, we do... I There's a recording out there somewhere. He started to take over and kind of belittle me and make me submit to whatever <coughs> he said. I, feel I would like, submit. I feel like that was partially my fault because when it comes to deep investigation like that with the paranormal, I tend to... And being as new he as I was... He liked to call him out I at like, that point. I And this was a rookie... You ain't nothing, bitch! That was a rookie mistake on my part was I loved to provoke because I was impatient, let's say. Oh, yeah. So at that point, it was, you know, question, 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 and he didn't answer. And then when I was getting to deeper questions... I just, I felt this looming presence over me, this dark, terrifying presence as a female of like, oh, what's going to happen? And I don't remember the last five minutes of it because I blacked out. I felt hands around my neck, hands, both hands, not just one. If you take both hands and put them on each side of your neck crisscrossed and hold it and, and squeeze right under the jawline. You started to have kind of a panic attack. With I, that. I remember going into it, but I don't remember the rest of it because I blacked out. And they said I broke <coughs> away after I asked the last question and the medium that was in the room with me and... The, um, I guess the co-lead investigator, Michael, they both said... Founder. Or the co-founder. Founder, CEO. Yep. They said, she got him. She got him. And then I remember waking up in the lawn of the house, hyperventilating with the medium. My head was in the medium's lap. As she is stroking my hair and explaining to me how to come back. Yeah. She's talking to me how to come back from this. Of he he wanted me there. He wanted to keep me there. He he loved me the way that I looked, the way that I felt, the way that my persona was, the way that I was. And coming back, she taught me how to Can relate. How to control how to bring in the energy and when I leave release it so that it doesn't follow me um that was a really weird experience the next experience that I I can remember is at our house at Rankin mm-hmm. oh with when we were laying in bed this was after St. Andrews but so we had a cat and a dog they both laid in bed with us at this point um, Pip was probably 15 pounds, just to give you an idea. Tweak was about 10 pounds. Average house cat. And now, uh, for those of you that don't know, Pip was a, a Parsons Terrier. Which, which is a subgenre. of It's in the Jack Russell Terrier family. Mm-hmm. 
And Pip was at this time, uh, I'm going to say three, four, maybe three. Because we got him in December of 09. And, and this he was, was two. So it was about two, three. No, he years was old. three because he was born in September of 06. Anyway, we got him in December of 09. So we were laying in bed, and the house that we had rented at the time was old. And by old, I mean, like, the windows were paper-thin glass. There was no... The um, windows were so thin that they had to be sealed with plastic for insulation. Yep. Um, the... There was no installation in the house whatsoever. Um, we had, um, what, 12, 15-foot ceilings? Yeah, it was a... It was a high ceiling, one story house. It was a one story. Um, there was no bathroom, if that could explain how old it was. It was a stand up shower. Yeah, the bathroom and was the in the stand up, kitchen. And the stand up shower was in the kitchen because it was a pantry at first mm -hmm. before they routed the plumbing. So we're laying in bed one night. No, we're not laying in bed, we're asleep. And we hear. Now, the pantry doors, the <coughs> kitchen doors, any kind of doors that is not the back door or the front door is, what, probably four-inch oak? It was thick. Four-inch oak, well, maybe three-inch oak. It was a thick 12 door. Twelve-foot-tall oak, not, oak know, doors. I don't heavy. know what it was, but it was heavy. Fuck, and thick. it was heavy. And, and with the door going and well, slamming shut, it would scrape the the floor, the surface of the the kitchen floor when you open it. Yes, and leading up to this, Mike would come home from work, take his shoes off, put on his slippers. Well, at the end of the night, he would socks. He would kick his Birkenstocks off under the coffee table. Just kick them off. Let them go. Mm -hmm. The next morning we would wake up and they would be heel to toe, back to back in front of the front door. Yeah, because I always left them... At, under, under the table. Under the coffee table, yeah. Just, you would kick them off and we would go to bed. Yep. Um, the door slamming, we thought it was the cat. We woke up and was like, oh my god, tweak. Why are you fucking with the door? Wait. That door is like 50 pounds. Why is the cat banging it? Yeah. And even... And when it, I would, know bang, this, when it would bang, it was like a cabinet. Like just your... Opening and closing. Slamming a cabinet. Yeah. Yeah, or a drawer. Shut. And I know this is really, really awkward to say, but after we had relations, the presence of... Not really anger, but disappointment, even though we were married. Yeah. Going to the bathroom to pee or... We would have to go in teams. You and, and I. Because yeah, because we so I didn't want to be alone because of yeah. the anger. No, same, same. Of we had relations. And we it pissed was off whatever was there. Whatever it was. And it followed us to our apartment a couple months later. And there are people who can say they saw him. Mm -hmm. 
and by him we called him George because that was the name that I got. Which is funny because about a month ago, Gunnar asked me, hey, who's George? Where's George? And then Gunnar, Gunnar described him to a T. And Which is about a 58-year-old man, 56 to 58. And remember, he once we found out that you were pregnant with Gunnar. He was there, he, but he wasn't there. He was gone. He was pretty much gone. He didn't disappear until Gunner was born. I knew right. he was there. Adam has seen him. Gunner never saw him though. No. So never which seen is him. weird because when I said who's George, Gunner described him as if he was right there. Oh older guy, he's he's wearing a hat and a coat. Like a paperboy hat? Yeah. Yeah. And a brown jacket. Mm-hmm. He was kind of like in a pajamas. He was and we, in his pajamas. we never mentioned him to nope. Gunner before. Never mentioned him to Gunner. I mean, not by description, but yeah, by name. But a long time ago. Which for Gunner to, now, the to describe him is, since in the year and a half we lived here, is odd. It really me. is. Now, the apartment we had before uh, our house yeah. was a two bedroom, one and a half bathroom apartment. He would always in between in between our roommates in that second yeah room that we had, he would be in there. Which we is where Gunner's had, room was. Exactly. Gunner's room was in there. He never slept in there until he was a little bit older and we got him a toddler bed. Mm-hmm. But We've had a couple people who have been over in between roommates and said they've seen him. Mm-hmm. Adam. Yeah. Adam was sitting on the green couch on the wall, literally like straight shot to that bedroom. And she did, but Jace did not. Michelle. Jace never sees anything. Uh, Michelle did. Michelle did. Josh. Yep. And he would only come out to certain people to show himself. And with Gunner saying, hey, was there a dude named George? Mm-hmm. I feel like there was and a And this was when we were over here down the street getting yep. ready to pull, after I'd picked him up from school. This It was about a month ago when he had said, hey, who's George? And I was like, George, but I don't know anyone named George. George. And he said, was, oh, well, he looks like, you know, he looks like this. And that was, that was really odd to me that Gunner was able to describe him, his appearance. Mm-hmm. Especially the exact same to the T appearance that I the did. way yeah the way we saw him yeah, it was that was weird and um so either before that or after that remember when we went to St Andrews Cemetery yeah oh oh God, the first yes. time we went we took Jace and there was nothing um. And with us going to St. Andrews, which is an old Catholic church kind of cemetery off of Hot Red Haven, where back in the 50s, people would race their cars down this hilly road where you could go as fast as you wanted to, and, as long as yeah. you knew how to take the turns. Look up Hot Rod Haven if uh, if you're not familiar with it. It'll tell you everything you need to know. Hot Rod Haven in Louisville, Kentucky. It's very notorious here. Yes. It's famous. Um, so we went there one night trying to see what we could find. The first night we took 
my brother who never brings out any spirits. I don't know why, but they never come out. So the second time we went out, um, it was me, Andy, Jake, and you. Yep. We went. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third time, it was just me and you. So the third time we went out, um, we weren't provoking at this point. We were just walking around the cemetery, and probably, I'd say, 30 yards from us, maybe yeah. 50 yards from us, um, at the um, tombstones, the stones... Um, this black cloaked figure. Now, if you guys have seen the Frightener, or the Frighteners, I should say with Michael J. Fox, the spirit that like whooshes and like don't forget about Arlie Army. I know I love him, but like whooshes from spot to spot the way he flows. Um, he was moving tombstone to tombstone closer and closer quickly. At that point, I looked at Mike and I said, we have to go. He said, what? I said, no, 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 no. We have to go. We have to go now. We have to go to my car. We have to go to the car now. We have to leave. We have to leave now. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, see down there. See that? See that black figure? And he was like, what black figure? And I made him focus. And he seen it. And he was like, what is that? I said, I don't know. It's above the tombstone. And it has this hat. And he's like, like, moving and, like, okay, so crouch down and, like, sway side to side without moving. That's the way he was swaying. And he was jumping from tombstone to tombstone. I will swear this on my life. That he was moving tombstone to tombstone, swaying back and forth. Coming closer and closer and closer to us. God, I'm getting goosebumps with this because it freaked me the fuck out. So he's swaying back and forth, side to side, side to side. He's moving faster and faster and closer and closer. And I just keep looking at Mike and I'm slapping him. I'm slapping him. Let's go. We have to move. We got to go. We have to go now. We have to go. Come and I'm on, like. Do it. do it now. Get to the chopper. Do it now. Get to the chopper. <laughs> so we're like. I'm like freaking out. And he's like. What's going on? I'm like. Just don't fucking say anything. Get in the goddamn car. No. We both saw it. I saw it. And it was like. <laughs> Like, moving so fluidly from tombstone to tombstone, getting closer and closer and closer. We jump in the car, and, and like, thank God we pulled in backwards at that point, because we sped off. It got severely close to us. And then I researched the cemetery, because I didn't know exactly what, like, the, the look of the shadow person was. And... Back in the 16, 1700s, like, the Catholic hat had a really wide brim type thing and a short hat. That's what it was. It was sitting there with a very wide brim, but it had, like, the broken, flowy robe look. Right. That you could see through as it's like waving back and forth, jumping from tombstone to tombstone, getting closer to us. That was one of the most, if you guys could understand the suspense of, am I going to die? What is this thing going to do to me? Because it is, it's moving so fucking fast at us right now. 
I can't breathe. I, do, I don't know what to do but run back to the car. It was terrifying. Yeah, it, it really was. Oh my god, it was so scary. It was, it was a, it was like, a whole new experience. Literally sure. crouched down in front of a table or a chair and just sway side to side. And then whenever you get to like the count of five, move up like it was a running step. like a like a zigzag pattern. It was. Edos. It was But eventually quick. I just the one thing I remember most about that is is when it stopped in the middle of that walkway or that path in between mm-hmm. the two sections, it stopped there for 10, 15 mm-hmm. seconds. At the most. Yep. And then it was it like like a like a bull that just charged at us. That's when I was like, let's just go. Fuck yeah. this. Fuck this. I can't do it. Yeah. Nope. And um. <coughs> that was, that, that was one of the most holy crap experiences of my life. Besides when we went to Waverly. And, um, when we went to Waverly that one time, um, in 2012, before Gunnar was born, when we went to Waverly, um, we did the overnight tour, another weird, um, paranormal experience, I could say, that we had. So, the two-hour tour at uh, one of the floors made someone walk about 20, 30 yards away from you, put your arms out, and you could see shadow people, like, flowing in behind you. And as I am looking at Mike, my brother, and his girlfriend, who has been one of my longtime best friends, um, I just, I felt... This awful presence of, like, this blanketed cloak come over me. Like, I felt the heavy coming over me. And as I'm looking at them, Mike is looking at his pocket and his phone. Oh, yeah. Is floating out of his pocket without anybody being around it. I remember you were, yeah, because you were... About 40 or 50 feet away from us. Maybe 30. Me and Jace were about 5 feet from the group. Standing kind of back by ourselves. Mm -hmm. Watching. And I looked down and I felt like this. Like something was rubbing my my right calf. And I looked down because I thought it was maybe Jace trying to like grab for my hand or something. Because he maybe. I thought maybe he was freaking out or whatever. And uh, I looked down and my phone is basically damn near... Almost, but not all the way, floating. Mm-hmm. It's coming out of my pocket, but nothing's touching it. I'm, I don't know. It was, again, you know, Waverly Hills Sanatorium, mm-hmm. the the one of the but then but then one of the you... most haunted places in in the America mm-hmm. and the world. Now, could you explain me, sober as a fucking judge, going into five oh two, and oh, yeah. the first step well, I take, you have, I almost passed out. 
No, well, it was. With I a felt lot the of, choking yeah. sensation around my neck from the woman that was hung. From the woman that was hung, and I almost passed out. You drug me out of that room. Yeah. Because I kept telling you, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Yeah, I can't I, breathe. I do remember. I said I have to get her out of here, and I I grabbed your hand and I I pulled you out. I couldn't go back into 502 once because you, of that. Once you walked through the threshold of that room, it was over. It, it hit like almost instantly. And I was like, mm, no, I, cause I, and I saw what happened to you. And I was like, no, you, you can't be here. I We're, mean, come, I, I passed once, out for the, for once, the most part. Once I pulled you back out into the hall, well, you didn't almost pass out, but you had kind of like a anxiety or panic attack and you were, holding you had your hands on your throat so i grabbed one of your hands and i pulled you out of the room and once we got you into the hallway you were you were cool i was better you were cool as a cucumber you were good yep you were fine i could not explain that experience it was just walking through that threshold into room 502 that it i don't know and the last but not least of our scary creepy tales so after we moved into our house, uh, a couple Is months this later, the, uh, the yep, couch incident. Okay, the couch incident. I'll let you handle this one. So, because I was Mike asleep. was asleep, and this is when Gunner wasn't really sleeping in his room, which he is the story above us. We have two rooms above us, and and uh, he um, was. I didn't know, but he was in the bed with Mike. I couldn't sleep that night. I was going um, back and forth between the bed, the couch, the bed, the couch, um, tossing and turning, and I really couldn't get comfortable, so I ended up laying on the couch. Now, in the living room, we have a pretty much a almost straight shot to the bathroom, and our bedroom is kind of off to the right, and the kitchen's to the left. It was about 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm messaging a couple people who are still up. And in the dead quietness, just what you hear in right, like right now, I hear at child level, Hi, Mommy. In Gunner's voice. I, re- I remember <laughs> when when that happened. All I remember is I waking up. You were screaming, what the fuck? I did. So, and I looked you, over. Gunner was still fast asleep, sawing logs in the bed right next to me. As soon as I hear, hi mommy, at child level, not adult level. Adult level would be a little bit higher in angle of the voice coming down, but it was more closer to mid-level, floor level, of, hi, Mommy. I turned on my flashlight, and I couldn't find anything. And so I get up, and I look in the bedroom to see if Gunner was up, because I thought maybe he went to the bathroom. There were no footsteps. (coughs) And I turn into the bedroom, and Gunner is wrapped up like a burrito. Burrito in the blankets in the bedroom next to Mike. If any of you have ever slept next to your children, any parents out there, you you know what she means. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
And I flip my shit. I'm like, okay, so I just heard Gunner's level voice, like, size-wise. Yeah. In my ear from probably, what, 10 feet away from me saying, If that. Hi, Mommy. And no footsteps on our tiled floor, which makes a lot of noise when you walk. Yeah. It, it, oh my God, that freaked me out. I don't think I slept for two days after that because it freaked me out. It was really creepy for sure. And Mike was like, what, what are you talking about? I said, there was a kid, there was a kid, Gunner's, Gunner's size, around his size, and it sounded like him. And he said, hi, mommy. And I, I, I couldn't explain that. And one of our um, close friends said that there was a man that lived here, Matt Mark, something with an M name, who likes to play pranks on people who live here. Yeah. And yeah. we do get that from time to time. Mm-hmm. Definite pranks from time to time. Um, so, um... If you guys have any ghost stories that you would like to tell, or spooky score stories, or um, stories of the paranormal or UFOs, yeah, please share it with us. We anything from interdimensional humanoids, Absolutely. such as extraterrestrials. Uh, I am. I personally am also a big believer in Nessie. Mm-hmm. You know what Nessie is. Nessie. Uh, Bigfoot, Nasty. or Sasquatch, or even Anything, in some really. parts, uh, Sasquatch is also <laughs> referred to as the uh, woods booger, which is my personal favorite term for Bigfoot. I'm a believer in all the all of that stuff. Absolutely. So, so please you, share it with us. If you want, um, if you want to come on the on. show and talk about it, well, you can come into the studio and we can talk, or. Hit us up on our uh, on uh, Happy Hour podcast at on our Facebook page. Send us a message uh, on Twitter at Happy Hour Show Three, or we even accept uh, messages on Instagram. And if you want to see some kick-ass uh, BTS behind the scenes photos of uh, post and pre-show stuff, uh, most of that happens when Caleb's here. But it's on Instagram mm-hmm. at Happy Hour Podcast Three. Uh, want to thank you guys uh, for listening to this episode. This was kind of a a, a real dig a ditch digger, as one might say. Uh, we kind of dug in deep to mine and Tab's personal paranormal experiences, uh, soloed and together. Uh, we may or may not be doing another bonus episode uh jace might return we're gonna do uh and it was an episode idea he had where we are going to a live viewing of 1978's uh john carpenter's halloween i really hope you wait for me on that one tomorrow oh definitely uh it's gonna be kind of a uh if you are familiar with mystery science theater 3000 where it's uh satirical comedy commentary uh during the viewing of a movie as it's being played, uh, we're basically going to watch the movie and make fun of it uh, <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> uh, that's going to maybe happen tomorrow. Uh, so if it does, be on the lookout for that. And then we are going to return 
very soon. He's coming back. God bless. I've missed him. Captain Sweetbeard himself, mm-hmm. our our third co-host of the show, Caleb. It the show hasn't been the same without him, and we miss him so much. Absolutely. And I'm glad uh Haunt Season has pretty much this year has wrapped, wrapped for you. So you're back on the show full time now at least. Yep. I don't have to run this whole thing solo, <laughs> which has been really hard. Uh quick couple shout outs. Uh, to Brad and Ryan at Pub Time Podcast, uh, for being awesome. Can't wait to have those guys back on the show. I cannot wait to meet them. Uh, Amos at the Moose Lounge. Uh, hope to have him and uh the Moose Lounge crew back on the show. Uh, would love. Uh, last week, if you listened, we had Mark Scheffler from 1972's Last House on the Left. Uh, thank you for being our one of our our second highest rated show of all time since the sort of happy hour podcast. Uh, uh, and to everyone that has tuned in and made in the short time that this show has been around, we started what back in August of this year, just a couple yeah. months ago. And with the promotion and uh, just getting n- me getting new episodes out there, uh, trying to kind of keep this thing rolling along. Uh, just all the, the, everyone who has listened to the show, thank you all so, so much for, uh, tuning in. And we hope, uh, that you will continue to listen to this, our, uh, our drunken rambles as we drink <laughs> twisted teas and white claws, Absolutely. Uh, and whatever nonsense Michaela and Sierra want to make in their soda stream, uh, alcohol wise to make his drink. Uh, or non-alcoholic as chocolate milk pref- and hot cocoa. Preferably alcoholic, but you know, we'll, we'll take what we, beggars can't be choosers. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in to happy hour podcast. Uh, this was a great episode that we enjoyed recording kind of impromptu bonus episode for you. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, and we will see you on the next episode of happy hour podcast signing off. I am Mike. I'm Tabby. And we will see you next time on happy hour podcast. Listen to us on follow us where you, wherever you can find podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify podcasts, Apple, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you, and we hope you have a great weekend. Don't drink and drive. Happy Halloween, y'all. And happy Halloween. Uh, be safe out there, and we'll see you next time. Good night.